today on the National Basketball Association edition of Light and Money on Fire. The NBA All-Star Game looms, but in the rearview mirror, the NBA trade line also looms. That's right. Mark Gasol got traded to the Raptors. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other trades. All-star, all-star, damn it, all-star snubs. And also, looking ahead to the 2020 All-Star Game. That's right. We're looking a year into the future, and we do it for you because we do everything for you on this podcast, which is Lighting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Well done. I was so close to getting every word right, and then I didn't. You got a lot of them wrong, but that's okay. I got like one wrong. I said all snar instead of all star. Everybody does else, that, but I can't remember. It's now. a really common error, anyway. Who doesn't say all snar at least yeah. once in a while? Not only is this the NBA edition, it is the sole edition yeah. of Letting Money on Fire this week and for many future weeks because there will be no NFL news for a while. So we're not doing an NFL version. Yeah, we we considered even talking about the NFL because very minor things happened in the NFL over the last week or so. But then we decided. It's so minor, it's really not worth getting into. Who cares? We're not going to talk about the American Alliance of Football, the Alliance of American Football. Not yet, anyway. Maybe it'll become viable at some point. I don't know that it's viable yet to talk about, so we're just going to talk about the NBA. We know that's what you're here for. And if it isn't, well, get here for it. Yeah, and a lot of you might be saying, trade deadline, we talked about that last week. Well, we did, but we we recorded it with like a couple hours to go left in the trade deadline, so we missed a couple big ones. Um, The major one that we missed... We'll talk about it in a second. Oh, oh, that was a nice teaser. Ah, first, we got to talk about last week's bet because this is a betting podcast, of course. Yeah, we bet. <laughs> yeah, we did bet. In case you're wondering. Uh, last week, the Blazers uh, played against the San Antonio Spurs in Portland, and the over under was 227 and a half points. We took the over, it came in real good. That was a very high scoring game. Real nice. Yeah, so we win. We win like we always seem to win these days. I can't believe the streak is insane. I can't believe the idiots in the world that doubt us and think those guys are only winning ninety percent of the time. You know, people, you know what, you know what, idiots. It's a hundred percent. Here's the thing that I don't get: all you fucking dummies out there yeah. are like, well, they can't keep doing it. They can't get it right every week. This is gonna be the weekend. Finally, the odds catch up with them. So I'm not gonna bet this week. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. We still got it. Yeah, go back and listen to every podcast <laughs> and listen to the bets. They're yeah. All, they're all good. They're all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an advice podcast. No. Um, <laughs> all right, so we'll make another bet that will be a guaranteed winner at the end of this. Yeah. And But in the meantime, let's talk about general NBA stuff, such as the trade that I was recently just talking you about. You tease the hell out of it. That would be Mark Gasol getting traded to the Toronto Raptors for a recovering Jonas Van Yunus. I think it's actually Valentunas. It is. It definitely um, is. And more and more. And and more. But yeah, but basically Gasol goes to the Raptors, makes a good team better. Yes. Valentunas was a pretty good center. Marc Gasol is older, but he is a much better center than Valentunas and is going to make the Raptors tougher in the East. And the top of the East just keeps getting harder. I think that's pretty much accurate. Uh, I mean, all three. Sorry, I said all three. There's four teams that are really atop the East and it's not. I know the Celtics have had some recent troubles, and we're going to get into that at some point in this show. But there are four teams that legitimately can come out of the East, and it wouldn't be shocking if any of them did, right? Right. Um, three of them loaded up a little bit. Three of them really added a nice piece. The uh, Bucks added, um, what's his face, your favorite guy, the dude with the beard? 
Shoots Miritich. Oh, Miritich. We didn't get that one either. Well, they added Miritich last, for last like week. four second round picks, which it's hard to be upset about. It seems like a good deal. Although he's a free agent. That's the kind of thing that really might push them into the finals. If you get to the finals and it, gives you, it costs you four second round picks, that's great. I assume you lose to Golden State pretty much every time, but that's fine. I mean, Miritich to the Bucks. Well, it's really nice. talking about Gasol trade first, okay. and then we'll talk about Miritich to the Bucks. But um, the 76ers, of course, added Tobias Harris. Um, and the Bucks, sorry, and the and the Raptors added Mark Gasol, which is a huge addition for them. Right. Which do, which one do you think is the biggest? It's got to be Gasol. I think it's Gasol. You don't think so? I think it might be Harris. It's either Harris or Gasol. Uh, I mean, they both really help their teams go to another level. I mean, Mark Gasol. Okay, so he's only played one game so far with these guys, right? They played Brooklyn. They barely beat him in 22 minutes. This is just one game, so it doesn't really mean anything, but he, sh- he shot seven for nine with 16 points. He had six rebounds, two assists. The thing that he does, though, he gives them a high post game, which they really haven't had. Valanciunas is incredibly limited in a lot of ways. He does some things well, but Gasol can catch the ball and really distribute from the high post, which is just not something the Raptors have had at all, but works really well with their particular team. I like this addition a lot. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying I think Tobias Harris might be a better player than Marcus All. He might be. I, I'm I mean, he also could be a thing where he might lift the Sixers. And I was just saying this to you uh just before we started the show. The Sixers now really might be in that rarefied air of like the pretty clear second best team in the league. Yeah. I mean it's not really fair to the Bucks who've been destroying people all season right. to say that, but it feels like the Sixers might be that anyway. They also just lost last night to a depleted Celtics team or non Kyrie Irving. Celtics team. Yeah, but it's an 82 game season and stuff like that happens. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little more about that because I have a lot to say about that. I'm sure um, you do. I do. But um, but still the Sixers uh, before that game and it was a close game. They lost by three points um, before that game. They uh, they had played two games. They'd won them both. Tobias Harris. I was saying it last week. I was wondering about the fit. The fit seems to be really good. It's working just fine. I, I was I was thinking it would be good. I was wondering sort of how it was going to work with all of them. How long was it going to take for them to sort of figure it all out? And if they were going to have enough time to figure it out before everyone's a free agent. Because Butler and Harris are free agents. I know Ellen Brand said they're planning on resigning both those guys. But there's lots of scenarios where that wouldn't, where that wouldn't happen, right? One of them is they get bounced in the second round, which is totally possible. Um, because they don't figure it all out. They don't figure out how to share the ball with each other. They don't figure out how to work with Ben Simmons, who, of course, has no outside shot of any kind. Um, <clears throat> Butler decides he wants to go somewhere else, like New York or the Clippers or something like that, which I think is very reasonable and he might choose to do. Um, Tobias Harris probably stays in Philly because I assume Philly's going to just max him out. And he, pr- I mean, you can't do better than that. And Philly's a good situation for him. But I don't know. Maybe he would want to go to New York instead. I don't know what he wants to do. And New York might be forced to max him out if they can't get any of the guys they want. Yeah. I mean, I hear you saying all that. Yeah. But I don't really care because okay. I think these trades are mostly for these teams all about this year. They're all trying to they're jockeying for Eastern position right now this year. Yeah. Which is why it happened at the trade deadline and not in the offseason. I mean, I agree with you. But at the same point, I I hate the idea of, especially the Tobias Harris trade being only for this year. Oh, I, I'm not saying that that's what their intention is, but I'm saying that was definitely a major part of it. And I think yeah. that's what we should focus on. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's problematic because it's really hard for any team in the East to win the title. It is, but they're giving themselves a chance, at least. They're, they're, they're giving themselves what they think of as the best possible chance. Yeah. And so I guess what we're arguing about is, is Tobias Harris a better addition or Marcus All a better right. addition? I think Tobias Harris is a bigger upgrade. 
over Wilson Chandler versus Marcus Hall over Valanciunas. I mean, Valanciunas wasn't even playing that much, was he? He was. He had a dislocated thumb. He was out for two months. He had so, surgery. So I'm right. He wasn't yeah, playing that much. But before much. that, he was, and he was playing well. I mean, they hate what Valanciunas brings to the table, right? He barely played in the playoffs last year. They're, they want to be that modern NBA thing, and he's the antithesis Wilson, of that. Wilson Chandler is like a slug in the desert that, that's about he's to He's a wing. Like, it's a wing depth is always important. Right, and, but you Tobias know. Harris is a borderline all-star wing. Wilson Chandler is not that. That's true. It's a huge upgrade. I mean, Mark Gasol is an all-star player. No, and he has is. has been for years, he, and I mean, Valanciunas has never sniffed the all-star Mark game, right? Mark Gasol is not this year. Okay, but he's been an all-star player he for has years been, and years. But he's not as good. At, he's not at his peak. No, of course not. Tobias Harris is at his peak. And I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and spout the Tobias Harris numbers again. Okay, go ahead. No, I did last week. They are good. This year, 20.7 points, 7.8 rebounds, 2.8 assists, shooting 50% from the floor, 43% from three, 87.4% from the line. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty good numbers, especially considering the Clippers were actually winning and in the playoffs barely in the West. Yeah. Him as their best player. Sort of shocking, actually, that they were able to do as well as they did. Now, the, the team in general is sort of shocking that they've been able to still have an over 500 record. Them and the Kings are, to me, the two biggest surprises in the league this year, uh, so far anyway. I guess the fact that Milwaukee has ascended to the degree that they have is a little bit of a surprise, too, but less so because you can see Giannis just taking the next step like he did, and then things just all clicking for them. All right, you want some Gasol numbers? Yeah. All right, this is on a team that is not so good. Obviously, the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. yeah. 15.6 points, 8.5 rebounds, 4.6 assists, which is great for a center. 44.8% from the field, which is not great for, no. for a center. 35% from three, 75% from the line. I think like, he's going to do a lot better on a good team. Yeah, I, I think agree. he's sort of built to be the guy who's like, you give him some open looks. He's going to like, he catches the ball in the high post. If you cover him, he can pass out of it and find the right guy. If you don't cover him, he can hit that shot all day. And he's just going to get a lot more open looks because everyone's going to be afraid of the other Toronto Raptors players, which you just don't have to be in. Yeah, Memphis. Think about Tobias Harris in that same vein. though. That's fair. That's fair. No, he's Tobias already, Harris should get a lot of open threes. It's true. I mean, his, his three-point percentage is already 43. It's I mean, it's not. It's probably not going up, no, but, but still, it's it's going to be... No, he's a, he's a weapon for sure, and I think ultimately, and we're getting away from the Raptors here a little bit, but I think the Sixers are probably going to end up being the best team in the East, but there's a problem, a real problem for them, and it starts in Boston and ends in Celtics, buddy, and even though the Celtics have had their own troubles... Big troubles in the last week. Huge troubles. The 76ers cannot solve the Celtics puzzle. They've lost seven of the last eight games to the Celtics, including the playoffs last year. Joel Embiid cannot score against Al Horford at all. Like, Al Horford completely shuts him down every time. I watched it again yesterday. I've got numbers on this. In the last eight games they've played, Embiid shoots 36% against Horford. All right, let's stop jerking off to the Celtics for but a second. Come on, it's awesome. We're, we're not talking about that. What are we talking about? We're not. We, we were talking about the Tobias Harris and Marcus. Right. Harris. So I'm talking about we're talking about like I'm saying I think it means, though, that like um, Tobias Harris does make them the best team in the East. But I still don't know if they can get out of the East. If they if they have to play the Celtics in the playoffs, I'm worried about them. I don't know if they can get past the Celtics. I think they can probably beat everybody else. Okay. I don't know if they can beat the Celtics, which is weird because I think the other teams can beat the Celtics. That's reasonable based on historical data. However, they, that was what Tobias Harris's third or fourth third game, game as a Sixer. I mean, yeah. they they're gonna figure out more stuff as a team. And that is fair. 
they'll probably game plan better this year, I imagine, than they did last year in the playoffs. That's I don't know if that's true, but I will agree with you that they have they they're still figuring it out. Brett Brown actually said he's not worried about the fact that they're zero three against the Celtics this year and they've lost all those other games too because the three games they played, they had a different team each time. They didn't have Jimmy Butler than they did, and now they added Tobias Harris. So each time it was different. I mean, the Sixers looked pretty good the last two games, but this is a tougher competition. Too. All right. So anyway, back to Gasol. Okay. Um, so yes, I, I think this is a major upgrade for the Raptors. Yeah. I think we're splitting hairs when we say which team made a better upgrade between those two teams. I agree. Obviously they're both better than the Bucks upgrade, but yeah, still the Bucks upgrade is impressive and we should talk about that. Okay. Um, Miritich is a player who fits really, really well on a Giannis team. He's a guy, he's a big who can rebound, but he, he also shoots the three really well. Yeah. And Giannis needs players around him who can shoot the three really well. So Miritich provides not only three-point shooting, but also rebounding, which they're going to need. Uh, I mean, they got rid of Thon McCour. Maker. <laughs> actually, no. He really? just He announced that his name is actually pronounced McCour, and he never told anyone until really recently. Yeah. Really? Yes. That happens sometimes in the NBA. It's McCour. I know. I like Maker. Thon Maker is such a cool name, but apparently that's I mean, not how it's that's pronounced. That's what happened with, um, what's his name on the Browns? Tarod Taylor. Yeah, it's that's right. It's not Tyrod. It's Tarod. It happened with a Celtic center back in the day, Mark uh, Blunt. Oh, it was Blount? I think it was actually, we were all calling him Blount, and it was Blunt. Oh. But I can't remember anymore, because it was too many years ago, and he wasn't very relevant. But he did sign a big deal once with someone. So let's talk about yeah. Nikola Mirotic. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. how he wants to be pronounced. Yeah. I mean, we know what he brings. We saw him last year in the playoffs. How really help the Pelicans just destroy the Blazers. He was a big part of that. He brings size and spacing, and he also can slash pretty well. Um, this year averaging 16.7 points, 8.3 rebounds, one assist, 45% from the line and 37% from three eighty five or sorry, 44%, 5% from the field, 84, 84% from the line, 37% from three. Pretty, I mean, I like numbers. this move. I yeah. like it a lot. I mean, cause they didn't really give up, give up anything. They mm-hmm. just gave up second round picks, which I mean, second round picks have value, but not a lot. Of and that. they're going to be low second round picks for the, well, they're not only one of them was their second round. Pick. Oh, okay. So, um, but still it doesn't matter. Even if it's the 33rd pick in the draft, those guys don't work out very often. The bucks. I mean, every team in the East, I know I'm going more macro again, but every team in the East has a concern about a player potentially leaving them going to free agency. Right. And they're all sort of major guys. So, Toronto's at the top of that heap, I would say, with Kawhi. Yeah. The Celtics have Kyrie Irving. Yeah. The the Bucks not as much, but it's still a thing with Chris Middleton. That sure. matters. They lose Chris Middleton. It's a big deal for them. He's the second best player on the team. Yeah. And of course, the uh, the Sixers have Harris and Jimmy Butler. Those guys yep. are all free agents. Two of those teams are going to lose in the second round. If someone gets destroyed in the second round, which is not crazy. It could happen. I don't know. I mean, what are the likelihood of those free agents staying? It seems less and less. So there's a lot on the line for everyone, which is an, another reason I sort of like making a move like Miritich, which is relatively cheap for them. And even Gasol, these are cheaper moves, which improve your team now and maybe makes a better case to your free agent to be, to stick around. I have a bit of a problem with the way that we keep talking about this on this podcast, yeah. referring to people potentially leaving in free agency because their teams don't do well in the playoffs. Yeah. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to the Warriors, all of these people? No. No, but they're going to go to a situation like let's let's I mean, we can do this yeah. one by one. Let's say you're Kawhi. Yeah. Um, the Raptors get beat badly in the second round by the Sixers, let's say. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not crazy. Sure. Um, OK, so they lose four to two or f- I'd probably not four to one, but they lose four to two, but it didn't feel close. Kawhi looks around. He says Kyle Lowry is old. 
The rest of the team is kind of young, but Gasol's, Gasol is a free agent or can be. Actually, he's probably going to pick up another year, but he's getting older. He's like 33 or something. Um, he's clearly not what he once was. Lowry is declining. Um, I could go to L.A. I could go to New York. I could go to either L.A. team. Uh, the Clippers have got two max slots. The Lakers have got at least one max slot. The Mavericks have now opened up a max slot. The Knicks have a max slot. Okay, that's well, a. Those are a lot of interesting markets for these guys, where they can be bigger stars in their mind. Whether it's true or not, they can. Kawhi certainly could be. Okay, so if, with Kawhi, sure, it might be about being a bigger star. But if the idea is to go to a, a team that's better, it's mm-hmm. going to be tough for one of these top four East teams to like the guys going to to go to a better team. I mean, like you go to LA and play with LeBron, it's probably a better team with the superstar and LeBron. I mean, let's say Kevin Durant, who the league basically thinks isn't staying in Golden State. If Kevin Durant goes to the Knicks, if Kevin Durant goes to the Clippers, and you and you're Kawhi, you can just join up with him. That team is better than Toronto, probably. Yeah, just like that. Bam, just add water, man. So th- I think that's the appeal. All right, so you did guys. Kawhi, but who's all right? Then next one, Kyrie's the same thing. Okay, but there's only one spot for those guys. What do you mean? Like they don't go to the same team. Those two? Yeah, they don't. But they could. One of them could join Durant somewhere, right? In New York. Sure, okay. or or on the Clippers or something like that. Um, I I mean, it's hard for Kyrie to have a better situation than he has, considering like how young the team is and how entrenched that team is compared to like the the Raptors. Right? I understand more about Kawhi leaving. Although I hope he doesn't, but because everyone's getting older, right. I know they've got a young team in some ways. But like Lowry is the second best player by a mile, except for Gasol. Those guys are declining. That's a problem, right? When you're trying to make your case for it to stick around. All right. So Kawhi is now. In L.A. Yeah. Kyrie is now in New York. Right. Durant's in New York, too, let's say. Okay. Where's uh, where's Giannis going? Giannis is not a free agent. Okay. And he's, hopefully, he's not going anywhere. Okay. But Middleton is the question mark. Um, okay. So question number one is, are the Bucks willing to max out Chris Middleton? I don't know. He's probably shouldn't be maxed, right? He probably shouldn't. I mean, I know he made the All-Star team yeah. this year, but they he made the All-Star team because they are the best team in the East, right? Not yeah. because he really deserves to make the All-Star team. I mean, it's close. Um, I think they're probably going to have to max him out to keep him because I got to believe either the Clippers or the Mavericks or even the Lakers, if they're forced to, if they can't get any of their other guys, someone's going to offer him a max deal. And is he going to turn that down? So I don't know. Kawhi and Chris Middleton going to the Lakers at max deals? Um, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know where these guys are going exactly. Like, right. I'm just saying there's not room for all of them to go to better situations. Oh, better situation. No, no, no. Chris Middleton can't go to a better situation than the Bucks. Yeah. All I can do is go to potentially more money. And but the, if you're Chris Middleton, you may be like, you know what? I want Max. And then you go to Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. You got to find spots for them that are better situations than the Sixers. Well, the thing is, Jimmy Butler, though, fights with everyone all the time and kind of always wants to leave his situations. Yeah. So, and apparently they've had a lot of trouble in Philly once again with him sort of like yelling at everyone and they don't like, I don't even know how much the Sixers really want to keep him, except that the team is clearly better, but in terms of locker room stuff. So I don't know how much he wants to stay either. I think Jimmy Butler's the kind of guy who talks himself into the grass is always greener on the next team. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. If I, if by the way, he said he wants to play like on the Clippers and stuff. I think what Jimmy Butler really wants is a max deal. He felt he wasn't getting it from Minnesota. Um, Whoever gives him a max deal is probably a little bit screwed because they're going to be paying when he's 35, which is going to be a real problem. Yep. Um, but someone's going to do it, right? If Philly decides to offer it to him, he probably stays, probably. But I don't know. I agree yeah. with you. I don't think he can be in a better situation to win. I agree with you. Right. But I'm just, I just want to challenge the premise that like 
no matter what, these guys are all going to try to find better situations if they don't make it to the finals. It's not no matter what, but there are potential better situations for most of these guys, I think, from their point of view. That's all. Like Middleton could be like, I can get max money. Butler can be like, I can't deal with freaking Ben Simmons and Brett Brown and Joel Embiid anymore. I want to be the guy. Uh, Kyrie's like, I want to play with Durant in New York. It's my dream. You know, uh, Kawhi's like, I've always wanted to play with the Lakers. I told everyone I wanted to play with the Lakers. I'm going to go win a title with LeBron. Like all those things are at least reasonable. Maybe none of them happen. I really hope Kyrie stays. Let me be clear. I actually hope all these guys stay, but I don't think all of them will. No, probably not. So especially, I mean, Durant is the first big domino and assuming he goes to the Knicks, which is, you know, still, he doesn't have to, but he really might Mm -hmm. like, okay, someone's probably going to, you know, he's going to really want someone to join him and it's going to be attractive to all these guys. Let's say Kyrie resigns. Jimmy Butler may be like, I want to go be the number two guy and max money in New York rather than be in Philly um, as the number three guy. You know, I don't know. Maybe he won't care. But he seems to always care about that stuff. Yeah. He could have been the number one guy in Chicago. Right. Right. But he could have been the number two guy in Minnesota. Yeah. But that I wasn't mean, enough. He's actually better than Towns overall. He is. But, you know, in two years, he won't be. Yeah, probably not. You know, like he isn't going to. He's not the face of the franchise. Right. And the problem is it's hard for Jimmy Butler to really be the face of most franchises, except like the Bulls. He was the face of the franchise there, but that wasn't enough. Well, that's actually... Interesting because that's a major market. It's the third yeah. biggest market in the U.S. So if you're going to be, I guess the problem is inflated ego, like Jimmy Butler thinking he's better than he is. But Jimmy Butler can never be the best player on a championship team. That's impossible. Uh, Correct. But he can be a really big deal if he's the best player on the Bulls. He would be basically Tobias Harris if he was the best player on the Pistons, right? Like nobody would care. But yeah, so I guess it's up to him if he wants to be the best player, the face of a city or if he wants to really go for a championship. And I think he's in a pretty good situation to do that. I I don't disagree, but he's also hyper-competitive. And if the Sixers don't get it all figured out in time for this year's playoffs, it's possible he'll just jump ship. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, If they, I mean, look, I think if the Sixers get to the Eastern Conference Finals and fight hard, he could talk himself into, okay, we lost, like we lost to the Bucks barely. And then the Warriors won, but the Warriors are breaking up. The Bucks aren't that much. We're young and we're getting better. Like, we're really good. You know, I, I might stay, you know. But I just feel, I feel like Jimmy Butler is probably the most likely of all these guys to leave, honestly. Just because of his history? Yeah. Yeah. He just constantly forces himself out of situations. And I know him and Bede and Simmons do not get along, at least um, so far. At least in public, they don't get along. That's not great. I mean, whatever. But it's yeah. not great. Like, Jimmy Butler doesn't get along with people, and then he leaves. That's what I've seen so far. Yeah, and it's probably not a great fit with him, Bede, personality-wise. They both are kind of alphas. Yeah. Thank God Ben Simmons isn't an alpha. Yeah. And Tobias Harris. Those guys just want to sit in the corner and drink tea. Yeah. Talk about marmalade and kangaroos. Talk. Marmalade because of Tobias Harris's upbringing. Ben Simmons because he's from Australia. Obviously. Marmalade. Yeah, of course. Anyway. Right. On to the other slightly biggish trade that happened that we missed last week. The Harrison Barnes trade. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not biggish. I mean, he's like a, a guy who makes 20 million a year getting traded. Lots of guys make twenty. Okay, but a year. he's uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, okay, I have a quick. Why you always got to be so fucking? I just don't, you, you want? I, I have all the notes here. I say what we talk about on the show. We all agree about it beforehand. <laughs> I say the next thing that you knew we were gonna fucking talk about. <laughs> I didn't like, want you know it. What, Grant? You're such a stupid piece of little baby <laughs> trash for fucking bringing up Harrison Barnes. You make Harrison <laughs> Barnes could die in a ditch, and I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't even read the headline <laughs> of the article. I wouldn't. I would just read half the headline, find out what it was about, and be done. Um, 
to be fair, <laughs> I did not want to talk about Harrison Barnes, and I believe I made that known before we started the show. But here's my quick thing on Harrison, the Harrison Barnes. It's a fucking deal. NBA podcast. You move to a team that could be contending next year. Why would you not want to talk about it? Contending? Contending for a playoff spot. They're contending for a playoff spot okay. this year. They're more already likely, without him. They're more likely to make it next year than this year, I think. But whatever. They're probably going to make it this year at this point. I think. I think they got a good. They're chance. more likely to make noise in the playoffs next year than this year. How about fine? That? Um, it's a perfectly good deal for Sacramento. They plan on uh, re-signing Barnes and to be there for. Um, he can shoot. He can score. He's a pretty good player. He fits well. He's still pretty young. That makes sense. Dallas did it as a way to open up a max slot because they're now going for the whole freaking thing. Because now they have Porzingis. Porzingis. They have Luca. They're exciting. They have the culture. The whole Cuban culture thing has really worked for them. People want to play in Dallas. People want to play for the Mavericks. They're hoping they can find a way to get one of these guys we've just been talking about to come to them. And if they can get, because they've got a max slot now, if they can do that, look out for the freaking Mavericks. If not, okay, whatever. It's just Harrison Barnes anyway. Who cares? So I, I love this move. I really love this move for the Mavericks, but I think the move is perfectly fine for the Kings too. Yeah, I think he's a good fit for the Kings. They have uh, the most fast break points per 100 possessions in the NBA, I believe. And because of Darren Fox, mainly. Yeah, he's crazy fast. But Harrison Barnes is a, a guy who's a he can play the four and he can run down the, the court and like be fast and sure fit, he fits with that. And he's the type of guy you can put on Kevin Durant, which is a thing that every team needs. Not not that he's going to shut down I mean, Kevin Durant, but yeah. he can you can at least put him on there. He has the physicality to guard Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can be like, "You're I'm playing the position you used to play. Remember, they they got rid of you for me, and now we win all the time." <laughs> you can say that <laughs> they already won. They already won. They won, but then they lost. Yeah. And then they got Kevin Durant, and they've won two in a row, and guess what? They're going to win a third. Didn't they win two with Harrison Barnes, nope. though? Just they one? won one, and then they lost one, oh. and then they got Kevin Durant. Okay. It's embarrassing. Fine. So, of the guys that could be potential max slots next year, who do you think is the best fit with Luka and Porzingis? Mm, that's a cool question. There, There's guys we haven't mentioned, like Clay Thompson, Yeah. by the way, who's also available. He's probably a really good fit for that. Yep. Because Luca can pass so well and Clay doesn't need the ball. Yep. I mean, best fit. I mean, I think you put Kawhi Leonard on that team. It's amazing. Well, but obviously. he's not. I don't think there's there's. It's very likely at yeah. all that he's going. He was in Texas. He clearly wanted out of Texas. I don't think it's just I mean, San Antonio was culturally as good as it gets. So I don't think Kawhi is going there. I think Kyrie's the worst fit. Kyrie makes no sense. Yeah. Right. So they're not going to do that. Um, Middleton's okay. Yeah. But now it's okay, but I feel like you want to do a little better. I like Clay Thompson better than Middleton for this team. Yeah. For sure. I mean, obviously Durant, but let's assume Durant's not going there no. either. Uh, let's assume Durant wants the bright lights, the big city, or he'll stay in Golden State. Um, is there anyone else who really stands out? Like, I mean, if you're Dallas, I guess you're like, okay, Tobias Harris, no one else will take our money. Please, here's I mean, all the money in the world. Jimmy Butler might be a good fit, yeah. but he might be a bad thing to put in that locker room. This is the problem. Like, how's Jimmy Butler going to do in two years when he's declining? Is he going to like be willing to like give up the ball a little bit more, or is he going to yeah. be like, give me the damn ball, Luca? When Luca is the best player in the league, and Jimmy Butler's like the 40th best player in the league, and he's yeah. screaming at Luca for not passing him because he might have been open, sort of, you know. And Luca like instead drove and dunked the ball. <laughs> he's yeah. screaming at also, him. Also, Butler would not be anywhere near their timeline. Because Porzingis Correct. is the old guy of the two stars on the team at 22. That's so. a great point. Um, I think you want to, yeah, you want to get a guy in his, in his like mid to late 20s if you can. Yeah. So you get like four solid years out of him. Because Clay is what, 27, 28? Something like, even if he's 29, like that's a lot better than 31. Yeah. Which the 31 that Jimmy Butler is. So, I mean, I really like that. Um, I mean, look, 
I think Al Horford's going to opt out and be a free agent too. I think he's going to opt out and probably resign with the Celtics. Don't get me wrong. Um, that's an interesting move for them. That really like sort of changes the game a little bit for them too. And that yeah. he isn't going to, you know, he can hit threes. He can do lots of things. He's happy to have the other guys shoot the ball and not score. He's had that role for years now in the Celtics, but he also plays amazing defense, distributes the ball extremely well, would probably play extremely well with Luca. He's actually a great fit for that yeah, team. Yeah, that'd be a good fit, although he's pretty old. He's old, but he's not super old. He's and like I, 33, right? Yeah, but his, he's, that's not super old for, the, for his skill set. It's, like, it's, it's kind of bad how old he is. I think he's the kind of guy who's 34, can, right? I mean, if you're 33, like a, you like will a, be 34. It's like yeah. a one-year rental, basically. I think I think he could give you two or three more good years. I don't like, like especially not needing to be the star. I think be like he's going to play defense and make great passes and hit open shots. Like he can do that for a really long time. I think he'll be okay, but I, I would do worry about the age thing there. I, I mean, look, there are better there are better guys, but I think he's a reasonable fit if you can't get anybody else. Maybe Tobias and, Harris is a good fit there. Sure, I actually mentioned him already. Did um, you? Yeah, I said like oh. he'll take all the money. Uh, I think he's a nice fit, even. Also, yeah. a guy who's like seems happy to subsume himself for the other guys a little subsume. bit. Subsume, yeah. Is that like consume yourself? Uh, well, you're subsuming. What is? Are you sure that's a word? Yeah. Okay, I'll believe you. Great. I've never heard it. Cool. I'm gl- uh, you don't have to have been. It's good. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so um, yeah. To me, I mean, the the best answers are the obvious ones, like in terms of the the, sm- the star small forward types, but. Um, all the all the small forwards are good. All the wing players are really nice for them, right? Because Porzingis is going to play probably the five for them most of the time. I assume you got Luke at the one. You got to fill in the rest, and the Mavericks don't have any other really big time players, right? Yeah. So any of those guys are going to be nice who plays the two, three, or four. They're going to be an interesting team moving forward. They're interesting if they don't do anything. Yeah, they're interesting, really interesting. Yeah, they are for sure. All right. Speaking of an interesting team currently that's in a situation of its own. Talking about the Boston Celtics, Jonathan's favorite thing to talk about in the world besides the Patriots. <laughs> Do you know that the New England Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl? I didn't hear it about that. It just happened, yeah. I didn't hear about that. It was, um, I will say this, people called it the most watchable Super Bowl in the last 360 days or so. That is accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So the Boston Celtics, they are one of the top four teams in the East, especially now that Oladipo is out. Yeah. They're like definitely top four at this point. Um, but they have not been as dominant as they wanted to be before the season began. Mm. Jason Tatum looks about the same as he looked last year. He hasn't That's taken fair. a step forward. Yeah. And this may be either the, the Tatum thing might be a symptom of or maybe a cause of obvious and apparent locker room dysfunction in Boston, which was uh, elaborated upon by the Morris twin, which when you have Marcus, 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 when he said this team, he basically said something along the lines of you see other teams in the league. You see guys jumping up and down on the bench, being excited when their teammates are doing well. We're just a bunch of individuals and we don't care about each other. I mean, he didn't say that. Not that we don't. He said, we're not having fun. Okay. That's what he said. He did say we're a bunch of individuals. He said, this is okay. Fine. But he said, this is supposed to be fun and we're not having fun. I'll get, Uh, I should get the exact quote. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the thing, the thing that's interesting about the quote is that pretty much everybody came out and said, yeah, that's accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one disputed that, which is weird because usually when somebody says something like that, at least the coach refutes it or the GM refutes it or something. I mean, they just were coming off of the second horrific loss in a row. So I think that's part, let's just give context, right? Like they were up by like, I don't know, I think 18 in the second, in the second quarter against the Lakers, the not very good Lakers. And blew that game. 
um, when Rondo hit a shot with no time left to win, which was terrible. And then the, then I think it was the two days later, they were up 28 in the third quarter on the Clippers and lost somehow. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, the Clippers ended up winning by seven in regulation. I mean, it was really brutal. And so that's when, like, what the hell's going on with the Celtics started happening, right? And do you have the quote? I'm still looking okay, no for problem. it. Um, so here's one of the most interesting things to me about this. So Marcus Morris came out and said that. I think a few other players said things not as strong, but similarly. Um, no one refuted any of that kind of stuff. Brad Stevens actually came out and said, I told all the players at the beginning of the year, you could say anything you want to the press, but you have to put your name on it. No anonymous sources. So you can, you can, you know, it's fine. And so he said, and I think it's like fair, like right now we're not having a good time. Uh, so I thought that was, I think it's actually kind of cool. I do know that the day after Marcus Morris said that they had a practice where, um, they were doing a scrimmage and Marcus smart hit a three in practice at one point. He said, I got all the sauce. (laughs) And apparently everyone just burst out laughing. And, uh, and so it was, it was sort of reported at least as like, they're having a good time. And like, it was like still a loose practice and like, it was all good basically. So I don't know. Jay Crowder was like this on the Celtics uh, bef- back when he was on the team anyway, where he would, after a loss, would just fume to the press and say like really kind of incendiary things. But everyone knew that just what Jay did and no one took it seriously and it never mattered. Marcus Morris hasn't been doing that. Don't get me wrong. But, um, but I'm not too worried about the Celtics from the point of view of the whole we're not having fun so much, although it's not great. All right, I got the You got point. it? All right, go ahead. Um. For me, this is after a loss. For me, it's not really about the loss. It's about the attitudes that we're playing with. Guys are hanging their heads. It's not fun. It's not fun. We're not competing at a high level. Even though we're winning, it's not fun. I don't see the joy in the game. I watch all these other teams all around the league, and guys are up on the bench, jumping on the court, doing all the stuff that makes it look like they're enjoying their teammates' success. They're enjoying everything, and they're playing together, because, and they're playing to win. I just look at it, and I see us as a bunch of individuals. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, so... Hasn't been fun for a long time. Man. Yes, that's he continued. right. He did say that. It's it's a little weird because you would think the Celtics were like 500 or below 500 when all this is going on, where it's sort of like, what's wrong with the Celtics? And this has been yeah. like this all season a little bit too, except very recently, just before this two-game losing streak that they had, they had won something like 9 of 10 and were looking really good. And it was so, so then all that stuff sort of went away. But, um, but the Celtics actually are still pretty good anyway, which is hard to remember. They're 36 and 21 anyway. Yeah. They are 6.4 points better, you know, in every game, which is almost a point better than the Raptors, who we all think of as sort of like clearly got their shit together, right? It's, I think it's the third best in the league. It is. Golden State only has them by one, 1.2 points. Uh, Milwaukee hasn't by a lot, but they have the third best point differential in the league. They're 15 games over 500. They win 63% of their games. It is disappointing. Don't get me wrong. I thought they'd be better too, but it, I, this strikes me a little bit uh, as like um, when the bulls would start off. zero and two and everyone's like, what's wrong with Michael Jordan's bulls. And then they would always win all the games and win the title. Not that I expect the Celtics to win all the games. Than, win. This is a bit more than zero and two. I mean, uh, but they're they, 36 and 21 though, right? No, it, I, like I it's not, it's no. not like they're 30 and 30. No, you know? it's a good record. It's just, I, we wouldn't be bringing this up if it weren't for the Marcus Morris thing and everybody agreeing with him. Oh, see, to me, I'd be bringing it up because of the two horrific losses in a row. Oh, well, I think it, it's more important that Morris came out and said those things, and then everybody on the team agreed. When you say everyone on the team agreed, you just made that up, right? Because absolutely, they didn't ask every player on okay. the team if they agreed, and they didn't all say everybody yes. Everybody who was asked agreed. Who And who was that? 
I know for sure it was at least Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum. Okay, so you got two guys. That was what I heard at the on the Philly broadcasts. Uh, okay, so yeah. let's assume that's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I don't know. That does like I don't know. To me, that that him saying it isn't a great sign, but it's not nearly as big a deal as blowing basically back to back huge leads at home against mediocre competition. To me, that and it was interesting because Brad Stevens. I kept expecting Brad Stevens to do something. He actually, especially in the Clipper game. Intention, almost intentionally didn't where he's like, I'm just not changing anything. I'm not calling timeouts, letting them figure it out. And then they didn't figure it out, which was weird. That's the Phil Jackson tactic. Yeah. I mean, it's great when it works when yeah. it doesn't, it's like, Eesh. and then Brad Stevens actually came out and said, I have to do a better job. I'm failing this team. You know, he said all the things you'd expect a coach to say in that spot. Yeah. Um, they did though play Philadelphia in Philly yesterday without Kyrie and beat them, which was pretty awesome. And makes me just not know what to make of this team right now. Like, You'd expect Philly with the new, with adding Tobias Harris, the Celtics without Kyrie and in this tailspin, it seems would often get blown out and, but usually lose. And instead they played him toe to toe the entire game. Celtics were up by eight points, most of the game. Um, and they won by about the same amount. And I guess they won by three, but it was, I mean, they were relatively in control all the way through the game. I'd say there's a point like maybe early in the fourth quarter, Philly had like a slight lead, but most of the Celtics were up. So yeah. it was just interesting to me that, it went that way. Now Gordon Hayward played the game of a, of a, as a Celtic, his best game as a Celtic. So, Mike, yeah. the reason I'm more concerned about the locker room culture than yeah. the recent losses that were not expected is what happens in a playoff scenario where they go down three to two at, after two bad losses, like with a yeah. fragile locker room culture. Is there a huge difference in how they respond? I mean, versus a team that doesn't have that fragile locker room culture. I don't know if they actually have a fragile locker room culture just because Marcus Morris says. No one's having fun, and Jason Tatum agreed. Like, I There's, don't know if that means they have a fragile I'm, locker room culture. Okay. I I know I don't have evidence of other players agreeing, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's just the consensus among all reporters that yeah. this is true. I think I think that's fair. But let's say no one's having fun. That doesn't mean they have a... I mean, a fragile locker room culture could be... I just don't know if those things necessarily I mean, relate I, as, I was, as obviously I've already strongly. been poking and prodding at you all year about Kyrie being a problem in yes. the locker room, and he is. That guy is a fucking problem. He's Jimmy Butler-esque. Um, yeah, a little bit. Sure. I think he's probably the progenitor of this, this issue, but I think it is an actual issue. And I think Brad Stevens is, should be a coach who's equipped to handle it, but so far he hasn't. Yeah. And without this... I mean, obviously you'd be less likely to have a fragile culture if you didn't know this. Like, if you didn't know this as an observer, right. you would think it was less likely for them to have a fragile I culture. I agree. I agree. I think when playoff time comes, it could be a real problem. It could be. It could be. I'm not clear that it, that it will be. It might not be. Um, there are lots of teams where the players hate each other and they, they do great. You know, I mean, the lo- Warriors don't count. They have too much talent for that to count. <laughs> okay. Um, but there are lots of other teams in the history of sport where the players have hit each other and it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like Shaq and Kobe hated each other. Yeah. They won titles. They won multiple titles. Way more talent than the current Boston Celtics. Okay. But my point is you can hate each other and it doesn't have to mean that like you're going to lose. Right. But they were like massive favorites those years. Every not all, year. not every year. Okay. Well, they had Shaq and Kobe who are both better than the best player on the Celtics right now. Yeah. Right. And like that, that overcomes a lot of that shit. Yes, it does. That's true. Well, the Celtics do have a lot of talent on their team too. They have an, they absolutely have a talented team, but like we're saying, it is a very tough top of the East. Right. It's not going to be easy to get out of the East. That's true. It could be a real big factor. Okay. I'm going to concede fully cool. that 
because the East is so tough, if, if their locker room stuff is, it gets in their way, that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back for them. So I'll, I'll totally acknowledge that. Um, I kind of don't think it's going to go that way, honestly. Um, Kyrie is at his best in big moments, in big games. And I've seen that in the past when he was on the Cavs. I've seen that even on the Celtics, like at the end of games, when games are really tight, even the Lakers game where him and LeBron went back and forth, like score, 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 score. Kyrie just gets focused in a way that is really extraordinary and is kind of completely unstoppable and, um, and seems to be like in a different zone in a good way um, where he stops like thinking about everything in a good way. So I'm hoping, and maybe it's, this is just a Celtics fan of me, but I'm hoping that when the playoff comes, he's just going to be in that zone in the same way. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for Damian Lillard last year because he always has that, you know, his mm. Lillard time thing. Yeah. He's, he's named after him, but guess what happened? They got swept and he was horrible. Yes, he was. Yeah. But you were but you were saying that's because you think he was hurt. I do. I do not, think not he, for any other reason. Right, but, you know, Jordan had the flu game. Some some players can overcome that. Yeah, but it depends on how you're hurt, yeah, right? That's if Jordan true. had a broken leg, he wouldn't okay. have the broken leg it's game. It's probably not a perfect analogy. Yeah. I just want to poke holes in your goddamn Boston shit. I'm so tired. of Look, it. it's very possible the Celtics don't get out of the second round this year. Okay. I fully acknowledge that. I'm hoping they don't get blown out in the second round. That's like hope number one. <laughs> I think Kyrie is a, is a cancer. I really do. I've been saying this all year. I think Marcus Morris expressing this doesn't necessarily correlate to Kyrie being a cancer, but I think it could be just the situation that has slowly been occurring because Kyrie is there and that guy is a fucking flat earth problem. I mean, he's... He's not the personality I would want as the best player on, as the most important player on uh, a team, on my team, yeah. for sure, um, at all. Not just because of the flat earth stuff, because of well, all of the course, other stuff. Of course, that's just dumb. It doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the locker room right. culture. Um, so I agree with you in that way. But man, he's so good. It's crazy how good he is. It's, it's really extraordinary to watch how good he is. And so there's not that many players like that. And so right. what are you going to do? You got to stick with it, right? You can't, you can't, okay, not but stick for with Kyrie it. Irving to be the best player on a championship team, that team has to be very cohesive. Um, that is probably true. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Well, hopefully they're going to get it together. Hopefully this is the moment where they get it together then. Cause yeah, yeah you're right. They have to be very cozy. I mean, they're not going to win the title this year anyway. Right. So very, very unlikely. Yeah. I don't think anyone from the East is winning the title this year. So it's but po- next it's year, po- it's possible. I mean, anything's possible, but it's very, very unlikely. Is the East more likely to win than anybody but the Warriors? Sure. But yeah. so what? All who's right. the next team after that who's likely to win? OKC? I mean, like, of course. Probably the Rockets. I don't even know. But that tells you something, right? Yeah. I mean, like, everyone else kind of sucks compared to the Warriors in the West. Warriors are going to have a pretty easy go of it to get to the finals, and then they're going to blow out whoever they play. Unless somehow the Lakers really get it together and How? LeBron does LeBron stuff. The Lakers get it? What do you mean the Lakers get it together? Yeah. They have they, one player on that team. How are they going to get they it together? If they trade, maybe then that would be a different story. All right, let's move on. Okay. We've been talking about the Celtics for far too long. We were going to talk about the Sixers, but we kind of already touched on that. Yeah, we kind of have. We, How about how the Tobias Harris edition affects them? We did, All of it. We really yeah. got into all of it. Yeah. I'm worried about, I think, I mean, I, I would be very worried as a Sixers fan if they have to play the Celtics in the finals, but you brought up a good point about they're still just figuring it out too. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where they are in a few months. The Eastern playoffs are going to be fun to watch in the second round. That's for sure. Oh my God. I mean, that's the, I mean, the Eastern conference playoffs, second round and third round are the whole thing. That is the NBA playoffs this yeah. year. The rest of it is not interesting. I guess if Milwaukee or actually whoever, I guess the finals will be at least a little interesting. I mean, I think too. it's possible the Golden State can get knocked off. It is possible. It's not I mean, a of guarantee. course, anything is possible. These are humans doing a thing, but yeah. 
like, what are the odds? I mean, okay, right now, Golden State against the East. What I mean, let's let's just say we, we were to make a bet, and we don't actually have to make this bet. Don't All worry right, about it. It's a non it's a non bet. Assuming Golden State doesn't make the finals, we're saying Golden State makes the finals. Yeah. Yes. So. What are the odds? What do you think are the are, are fair odds? We're not actually going to make the bet unless we really decide we want to. So fair you're not I'm not like you're not going to get in trouble. You can always back out of this. You're not forced to make the bet. I think it's what, do you, like what are fair odds? Two and a half to one in favor of Golden State. I mean, that's probably what the odds are going to be. But I feel like that's even that's really like probably not right. You think it's like four to one? Yeah, twenty percent is still a chance. Right, one percent is still a chance. But twenty percent is a. 20 times it's a bigger chance. <laughs> that's great, but it's not a good chance. It's very, very poor. I also don't think like practically without injury, Golden State even loses one out of five times though. I think if Golden State's healthy, they win almost every single time. It's a seven game series. Like 95%? Just, um, 95 is probably a little high, but I would definitely say above 80, probably right, closer I'm, to I'm 90. I'm not going to take this bet from you, yeah. so don't worry about trying to like negotiate with me. Yeah. So honestly, what odds would 90. you... 90% you think so you well so what would you give me Aiden if you were like forced to give me the best deal for me where you're still a favorite it would be eight and a half to one or something what I don't understand what you just said the best deal for me that you're still a favorite in as far as like it being a better deal oh, for you. oh I see where I feel good about my yeah. my chances where I feel yeah. like I'm making money right um I think yeah I'm not gonna actually do it but yes would you give me seven to one in real life? There's no reason for me to do that. I can wait and True. get like two and a half to one or three to one in real life. Why would I give you seven to one? It's just stupid. We could do punches and on the <laughs> podcast where people listen to one of the other person get punched. I don't think, I think that's very bad for a business relationship. <laughs> <Okay>. Future podcasting <laughs> that's relationship. Fair. Okay. Can we talk about the all-star game? Uh, no, we're going to talk about one more thing. Okay. Don't look so disappointed. I wanted to talk about the all-star game. We've this. The show's been going on like for three hours. I'm ready to talk about the It's only been game. three and a half hours. Okay. Um, well, what do we want to talk about? Lakers tampering, which is what you brought up. You wanted to talk about that. I did. Yeah. So go ahead. Talk about it. The Lakers got what they deserved. <laughs> okay. Fuck the Lakers. So the really, the short of it is, of course, Anthony Davis didn't get traded. The Lakers and all their young guys now, sort it's sort of out there that they were going to move them all. All the young guys know it. It's super weird. It's strange too. The media has been talking about this as if LeBron was trying to trade the young guys, which is really insane. Yeah, LeBron did not have any. I mean, he might have had something to do with it. But. Of course, he had something to do with it, but it doesn't matter. Magic Johnson still calls the shots. Magic Johnson is the GM of the team yeah. or the president of the Lakers or whatever. Like that, LeBron can't actually trade any of those guys. He can. He has some influence, but that's different. And so, but the Lakers absolutely have been tampering in like twelve different ways, and everyone knows it. And it looks like New Orleans kind of fucked with them a little bit. Like, didn't really have any intention of accepting any offer from the Lakers, but still got them to put out all the names and got it all leaked and all that. And it's pretty great. Yeah. Like, fuck you, Lakers, for being the destination that everyone just wants. Why does everyone want to go for play for the Lakers anyway? Explain it to me. There's another LA team. It isn't just about Los Angeles. It's Why is the Lakers so important that Kawhi is going to leave San Antonio and Anthony Davis wants to not just leave New Orleans, but only go to the Lakers? And there's 12 other players just there, like that. There's so much LeBron. more culturally relevant than the Clippers. But... but uh, yes, but isn't it more powerful for LeBron, in my mind, to go to not the Lakers and make that team culturally relevant? Why not go to the Clippers and make them culturally relevant? He already made the Cavs culturally relevant. He doesn't need to do that anymore. 
So he's going to go like ride on the, the tail of a culturally relevant team already. Super weird. Why not go to the Knicks if you're going to do that? Then at least you're in New York. Cold, and I guess cold. he wants to live in LA. It's cold. Yeah, it's, it is. It's really cold. And also the summers are shit too. So. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. You'd way rather live in California. I left New York to live on the West Coast. So what am I talking about? I mean, Kawhi apparently has just bought a house in San Diego. Now I'm worried about him leaving again in Toronto and it sucks. It yeah. sucks. Like, don't go to the Lakers. <laughs> They're just another team. By the way, they can't develop young talent. They botch a lot of stuff. The only thing they have going for them is that their name is Lakers. That shouldn't be enough. I don't know. Why. I mean, yes, they're in Los Angeles, but who cares? Come on. There's all so these, many nice cities out there. Like the, all the best players in the world care. Apparently. They do. Is it just because like Hollywood is there? Then play for the Clippers. It's, it's like the biggest stage in, in the U.S., maybe the world as far as like as far as fame is concerned. I mean, that's just crazy what you just said, right? There's no way that's true. I'm not talking about the Lakers. I mean, L.A. Oh, okay. I thought you meant playing on the Lakers. Because you're talking about how there's lots of nice cities. Yeah. Yeah. But why did, Why does no one say, I want to go play for the Clippers? You just don't hear that. Because right? then you're like automatically not famous. They're like, oh, you're on the Clippers? Fuck you. Don't be on my tablet. As soon as as soon as soon Anthony Davis wins a title with the Clippers, they're pretty famous. Anthony Davis is not going to win a title with the Clippers. He might win a title with the Clippers. By the way, I'll so give what, you two to one. what are the Lakers supposed to do here? So they've got, they're going to have some max salary spots. I think two, I believe, or like one full one and one near max spot or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think that's right. Anthony Davis is not going to be a free agent. Let's say they can't trade for him. Let's say someone else trades for him, mm-hmm. be it the Celtics or whomever. What is your plan exactly? You keep that slot open and wait for him for another year when LeBron's going to be 36 and get like one really good year and then it's Anthony Davis team and you're just the Pelicans again until you get that next player who just wants to play for LA. Like, is that the plan? It's just free agency. That's your only real plan because you can't do anything else. Well, I don't know what's going on here. You can get, are, Ka- you can get Kawhi and Durant. Well, if one of them, either one is pretty good. Yeah. Um, getting both is pretty incredible. Yes. Although one of them would have to take less than max money, but maybe Durant would be willing to do that. Oh no, apparently he won't. Cause he's been doing that for a while. And, uh, in Golden State, and he said he's not doing it anymore. And there's no way Kawhi is doing that. So maybe maybe you can't. But let's say for a second you could. Okay, that's a good solution. Yeah, you have the best team in the league. Yeah, of course you do. Okay, Kawhi and Durant's pretty good. But this is the thing. The Lakers don't have to do any work for it, and I hate it. It's been like that forever, man. All right, man. stop complaining. No, no, it sucks. Shaq is like, I don't want to be in Orlando anymore. I want to go to the Lakers. Dwight Howard, I want to go to the Lakers. They force their way to the Lakers. Lakers just get to sit back and have great players come to them. Well, everyone else in the league um, doesn't get that. And it just it just sucks. That's all. I mean, I, I'm I'm anti all free agency, but especially big player free agency. You just want to you just want to crush unions and destroy. I want people to get paid, man. Just as they're getting paid now, I just don't want player movement to be like it is. Although I know it does create a lot more interest in the yeah. NBA, but it sucks. It sucks. It's ruining the competitive balance. I'm becoming less of an NBA fan. This is what happened in baseball when I was growing up, and I became I stopped being a fan of baseball. Because the Yankees got every good player, and it well, sucked. I mean, to be fair, also, baseball is super boring to watch. Of course, but I liked it back when I was 11. Right, but you know that you would eventually have just gotten bored of it anyway. That is not the point. The point is, Roger Clemens, who had won two Cy Youngs in a row for Toronto, forced his way out with two years remaining on his deal to go to the Yankees because he wanted to play for the Yankees. Like, And Toronto was forced to do that. I don't even remember, because they couldn't like afford him or something. It was stupid. And it's just like, the Yankees shouldn't be able to get this guy. But they just do. They just get to spend more well, than everyone not, else. And it's, it's not unfair. quite as bad in, in the NBA. It is becoming as bad. Minnesota can't compete in any real way for titles. 
it's becoming as bad. You would say that about Milwaukee, right? I would. I'd also say that about San Antonio. And of course, I'm a little bit wrong. But as a general point, I'm right. <laughs> and of course, I'm a little bit but, wrong. But as a general point, I'm correct, right? It isn't the NFL it's where any, it isn't the NFL where any team can truly compete for a title. Like the LA's of the world, and I'll include there's other teams in there too. Boston is one of them. LA more, but Boston's one of them. There's there's some teams that have natural built-in advantages because they're in big cities, which they should not have. And it's worse in baseball, but it sucks. In basketball too, it and it's not happening in football. Like football figured that out. Football really cared about parity in a way that these other leagues just haven't. Yeah, and football players have it the worst of all the leagues by far. But that has nothing to do with this, right? It's because of the injury stuff. Well, it's all part of it. I mean, it's the way that players are treated in general, and and part of it is the free agency situation in football being much more difficult for players to move around. I disagree strongly. They now have the transition tag. They have the franchise tag. Franchise tag is bad for players. How is the franchise tag bad for players in your mind? Because it makes it so they don't have as much freedom of movement. They can't sign long-term deals. It's especially bad in the NFL when you can't sign a long-term deal. You can't get, get any guaranteed money in that. F- Wait a second. That, what you're saying is not entirely true. You get a franchise tag. You get a guaranteed average of the top five players at your position. Right, for one year. For one year, right. But that's more guaranteed money than you're going to get in when you sign a deal for four years. That's more guaranteed money. I guess it probably is. Almost always. Unless maybe if you're a quarterback, you get even more. But like, but look what Kirk Cousins did, right? So he saw he got franchised twice with the Redskins, excuse me, Washington, and then they couldn't even afford him to do it because you go up because after because you have to get a raise each year if you keep doing it. So he was going to be thirty million dollars. He was going to be the most the highest paid player in the league, and Washington decided they just don't want to pay that. All right. Maybe so there's 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 things against even letting teams keep doing it unless they just want to pay. Through I the might nose. not be good at elaborating on this, but I yeah. know for a fact that in uh, every and I learned this from the Nate Duncan podcast, which is a very informed NBA yeah, podcast. Good podcast. That in every NBA CBA, which is the collective bargaining agreement, that when they come to the table, the NBA executives and the owners all ask for franchise tags to be part of the NBA. And And every time they get laughed out of the room. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They they ask for a hard cap and they ask for franchise tags. They can't get And the players don't want franchise tags. Right. So there's a reason for that. Obviously, it's not good for players if the players don't want franchise tags or the players are dumb as hell. No, it's that the players want the ability to move around. Right. And create super teams and stuff like that. I mean, and not just create super teams. They want the ability to. I mean, of course, you want to be able to put yourself on the market and go any and choose where you live. Right, choose the situation you're in yeah. versus not. Like I understand why the players would want that, but that doesn't mean it's good for the league, the long-term health of the league. The most popular of all these leagues is the NFL, and there's a lot of reasons for that. A lot, right? One of the reasons, and it's it's probably not the biggest reason by any means, but one of the reasons is that there is it isn't like we know who's going to win the finals every year. I think <laughs> in the, the NFL, but you even though the Patriots seem to like in the NBA, we know. Well, we don't have, know that for a while. There's other ways to change that. By the way, I mean, they failed. Part of it is the variance in the stakes, right? The NFL, every game is high stakes in the NFL. Yeah. That's why, that's part of why it's so popular. No question. The variance is high. It's a one game elimination in the playoffs. Yep. If the NBA did a one game elimination playoffs, now we're talking. Yeah, that would be amazing. They're not going to do that every time. They're not going to do that. Like, that's just as likely as franchise tags and hard caps. Those, those things are all never happening, right? Yeah. So the NBA, by the way, has tried to do something about it in fairness to them. They came up with the super max. First, they came up with the max. They came up with bird rights. They came up with the super max. Super max has really not worked out. Like the unintended consequences have been really right. brutal. Bird max, bird rights was a good idea. Yeah. Bird rights really worked for a very long time. Um, but now everyone makes so much money 
that it doesn't matter as much anymore. Like Kevin Durant doesn't need to stay in OKC to be an incredibly wealthy guy in his next deal. He's still going to make $100 million right. in his I next deal. I think we deal. need to explain what bird rights are. Bird rights are where if you're with the same team for three years, they can then sign you to a max deal, basically. They can sign you to more than the the soft cap. They can go beyond yeah, the soft cap right. into the luxury tax to sign you. They can sign you for an extra year as well. Because right. there's a soft cap and a hard cap. And in between, the luxury tax is applied. Right. There actually isn't a hard cap. There's just a tax, right? There's I think no there's actual, an actual hard cap. But there's no hard cap in the NBA. Really? Yeah, you can spend any amount of money you want. You just get taxed at higher and higher percentages of it to the point where every dollar costs like $10. So you give a guy a million-dollar contract. It costs you, you pay the league $10 million, so no one wants to do that. Right. But Golden State is in situations like that now where they have to make all these weird moves because they're paying everyone so much money, and they're trying to, not, they're trying to cut down their taxing, get their, the amount they're getting taxed all the time. Okay. Um, so, so the NBA is trying to do stuff, do things about this, right? But it has failed dramatically. Like the Supermax has mostly been a massive failure, right? Like um, Jimmy Butler left because he, the Bulls didn't want to give him the Supermax. They just wanted to give him a normal max. Right. But now he wants the Supermax. John like, Wall is the big example. John right? Wall is going to get $48 million five years from now. Like, are you kidding me? Right. That's terrible. Because Washington was able to offer him the Supermax. So the unintended consequences are there are players like John Wall who are like, at the time that he was offered it, probably between the 10th and 20th best player in the league. Yeah. And those players are not good enough to basically sell the rest of your franchise for the next five years for that one player. But you kind of have to do it. Right. But it's, it effectively has to be like a top five to seven player for the Supermax to be worth it. Right? Correct. Correct. It gets really weird really fast. Kawhi wanted the Supermax from San Antonio. He's and they, But they said, fine, we just want to make sure you're healthy first. Like, no problem. But we have to make sure you're healthy since you're missing this whole season and you're saying you're hurt and we don't know that you are. We're mm-hmm. confused. And he said, sign me before you find that out. And they said, no. And so now he's in Toronto. Like, the Supermax is making things worse, but it's not supposed to. They, their heart was in the right place. It just has yeah. failed massively. And actually, it also means that teams have to get out of some of these deals sooner. Like, the Kings realize they're probably not going to sign Boogie to a Supermax. So, like, well, I guess we should trade him now and get what we can. Because yeah. if we don't give him the Supermax, he's not staying. And then we have to trade him and get even less, right? So, let's get Buddy healed, which, as it turns out, was a good deal for the Kings somehow. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the whole thing is where Kyrie Irving is going to sign. If he stays with the Celtics, we'll almost certainly sign a Supermax. Which is going to be a problem. It's not, he's still, he's only 27. But he's got to become a top five player. I mean, he's, these days he's probably like a top eight or nine player. I think it's it just barely. Going, it keeps going up every podcast. You said 10 or 11 last podcast. Yeah, but then we talked about it. You and I talked about it. When we, came, we, we actually came up with nine together where we agreed that Lillard and him were basically the same, right? Right. I think they were at the 10-11. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was nine. Anyway. Because we have Paul George ahead this year. Paul George is now ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Who Lillard, um, by the way, after they played OKC, Lillard said Paul George is the MVP this year after um, playing against He's him. now getting like a lot of talk as a potential MVP. That seems a little crazy to me still. Like, isn't Giannis just the yeah, MVP? Yeah, he's got to be Giannis. I don't care right? if Harden scored 30 points, 30 games in a row. Giannis is the MVP. Yeah. It's, yeah. Come on. Um, anyway, I'm okay with them giving Kyrie the max, the super max over because his age works okay with all this. So did John Walls. That's true. Um, John Wall was in about the same situation. That's true, too. John Wall was never a top 10 player. He Kyrie was absolutely is. a top 10 player. He was no. sixth in MVP voting. That like, doesn't make him a top ago. 10 player just because you're sixth in MVP voting. You okay. know that. Yeah, that's true. But he might have been a top 10 player. Kyrie, he, Kyrie's, Kyrie's a top 10 player right now, I, I think. think. He is 10 or 11, probably. Anyway, I'm okay with it. But I, my point was, even that is going to like, even that's like tough and questionable. And it's probably just going to be like, Zero EV for the Celtics to do it. 
But the, it's not zero EV really because you're trying to contend for the title in the next three years, right? That's how the Celtics yeah. can justify it to themselves. The Wizards, and this is true for most of these teams, signed John Wall where they're like, well, I mean, if Otto Porter really works out, by the way, they paid Otto Porter $27 million a year when he was like pretty good. The Wizards have made some mistakes. But, but they're like, but like, what are they going to do? Not sign those guys, lose those guys, and just be the worst team in the league and hope to get the number one pick a few years in a row? I mean, there's no other real good option. Yeah. Supermax is has screwed these teams, but it wasn't meant to. I think to return value, it has to be a player who can be the best player on our championship team. I think that's probably a good way to phrase it, and I don't okay. think Kyrie can. I just want to say that. Um, I actually think he can, but I think the team has to be extraordinarily good around him. The Celtics actually may be even building that that exact team, but but I will acknowledge, like it's basically if Kyrie's like the, the eighth best player in the league, let's say in two years, and Jason Tatum's like the 10th best player in the league, and... Jalen Brown's like the 24th best player in there, or Gordon Hayward. Yeah, then they have back. a shot. Yeah, that's like how you do it. And um, it isn't like Kyrie's number, the, the eighth best player in the league, and then you've got these other guys Although who are like in the top 40. It is pretty 40. tough to do it without a top five player, like we yeah, talked about. Like, it is. It's really tough. I mean, the Celtics, I mean, all the word is the Celtics are gearing up for a big Anthony Davis trade because yeah. Danny Ainge agrees with you. Yeah. And by the way, that is another thing that is apparently hurting the Celtics that. Jason Tatum is, oh, by the way, this goes to the locker room thing. Jason Tatum has apparently made it known. This is through one reporter. So it's, he hasn't actually said this out loud. Um, but the rumor is that he wouldn't mind being the face of the franchise in New Orleans. Oh. So what does that mean? I don't know. Is that real? I don't know. Does that, does that mean he's just like upset about them? He, his name keeps being put in all these trades? Or is it, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like playing with Kyrie. I don't think I would like playing with Kyrie. I don't, I don't think I would like being in the room with Kyrie. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. Um, I don't know what the Celtics are going to do, man. It's a weird all right, spot. All right. I, I'm, I regret it coming back to the Celtics. Let's move on. It's hard to not be, to. It always comes back to the Celtics. Because you fucking, you get your little <laughs> fan eyes going and you just can't stop. Kyrie is good. Yeah, I don't care. He's a horrible person. All right, all-star game. Yeah. Which is coming up very this weekend. soon. Yeah, so I'm going to name all the players on that have been selected for the all-star game. And then we're going to talk about something that has to do with this year and next year. Okay. Mostly next year. Um, we're going to give some players that we think won't be on the all-star team next year that were this year. And then we're going to give some players who weren't on it this year, who we think will be next year. And we'll talk a little bit about some snubs also, which is similar to the second topic. Okay. But first I will just go through who the teams are. It kind of makes it harder to talk about on a podcast without it being Western Eastern conference, but I'm just going to go by team LeBron yeah. and team Giannis. Just no problem. Team LeBron is of course, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns, and commissioner pick Dwayne Wade. Then on Team Giannis, we got Giannis, Steph, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kemba Walker, Blake Griffin, Jokic, Lowry, Middleton, commissioner pick Dirk Nowitzki, Victor Oladipo, kind of honorable mention, I suppose, D'Angelo Russell, Nikola Vujicic, and Russell Westbrook, who replaced Victor Oladipo. Those are the teams. So who is one of the players who's on one of these teams that you think will not make an all-star team next year? Shouldn't we start with snubs before we talk about snubs? Okay. We'll talk about snubs. Uh, cool. To me, there's two guys. I have a list of five snubs, but I think they're all I mean, you could tough, certainly yeah. go on for a while. Um, the most obvious one is Luca. Okay. Me. Yeah. Like I absolutely think Luca should have made the team. Um, I'm surprised he didn't. Who, I thought he was going to get voted in. Who in the West do you remove as a wing? Give me, uh, can you give me just like the reserves on the came from the West? Is that easy to do? It, okay. So we got the wings on the West. I'm just going to go through because I can't go. separate it by conference. There's Durant. Uh, I'm keeping him. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah. I'm keeping him. 
Um, forward, center, guard, forward. You, you, you I mean, can't, you Luca play, can't Luca play point also? Can he play you put him at guard? Okay. Um, Clay Thompson, I guess you could put Luca easy, easy Clay Thompson. Easy solution right there is Clay Thompson, but continue. Well, you already found your solution, though. That's but that's an easy one. Russell but there may Westbrook. Be someone, I would put well, I think Russell Westbrook should have made it, so I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and that's it. Well, Steph Curry, I mean, if yeah. we're doing guards and forwards, is he counting as a guard or a forward? What is he counting as? I mean, I think he counts as a guard. But okay. but he, I mean, you could play him in a lot of positions. All right, I think Clay is fair. Clay is an easy one. Yeah, me. yeah. All right, who do you got as number one? Who's your number one guy? Rudy Gobert. Sure, that's my number two guy. Like fuck that's Marcus Aldridge. It's Rudy Gobert over Lamarcus. Hundred fucking percent. Rudy Gobert cried. Do you know that? No. They they were asking him about it, and he's like, you know, I just gotta like hang in there, and yeah, and then he just started tearing up and had to walk away. It's pretty incredible. I don't know why he cares this much, honestly, yeah, about making the All-Star game. It's not that big a deal. But I guess from his point of view, it is. Like, that's the game he's playing, right? It's like the recognition game and being as good as he can be and recognized for it. It sucks I, to be great at defense, Rudy. Yeah, I mean... Nobody cares. I, I think he should go over Towns, too. I think he's better than Towns. <sighs> I don't know, man. Towns has been playing really well in Minnesota for a long time now. Yeah, I mean, um, I think... Meaning he, since since they trade Jimmy he's Butler, a he's defensive been a beast, liability though. But he's been so good for them offensively, so 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 good. I don't know. Um, it's not unreasonable to me for you to right. say that. I'll I'll, I'll I agree think with you. Jokic, but I feel like I feel like Aldridge is Jokic. Obviously, he can Jokic needs Jokic. to be over Gobert. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, Jokic is a All guarantee. Right. So Gobert is the first snub I got. Who's another snub you got? Gobert was my other snub. Okay, I got another list of of guys that are just borderline guys who you could consider a snub if you're a fan of the team, but yeah. probably or don't need to be on the team. DeMar DeRozan probably could have also gone over Clay Thompson. I mean, fine, whatever. I mean, he's much better numbers at the very Yeah, least. but I mean, Clay's on a team where a million other guys are going to shoot the ball a lot. Okay. Donovan Mitchell? I thought about him. His numbers are not... They're okay. He's reasonable. Yeah. But it's understandable. I get why he didn't make it. Yeah, I do too. I don't think it's a snub that he didn't make it. I, I agree. Yeah. Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's been in... Oh, he's on the East, but okay, yeah. fair enough. Who's on the East in front instead of him? Are we like, doing guards or forwards? What are we doing? I mean, he's a wing. He's a wing, so there, that's not a word. Just forward, then. Going forward. I mean, guard or forward. Anyone who's a wing. Anyone who's on the anyone that's from the how, East who's a wing. Okay, that's all. Because it's um, shooting guard and small forward. He can play either one, right? I guess he's a small forward, but well, they count D'Angelo Russell as a guard. I mean, he's a point guard, though. Okay, but it says guard. I'm looking at the official site. Okay, well, but fine. But I'm saying like he's a point guard. <laughs> okay. Is that crazy? Like, I just, no, but I, just I don't think you're like making what? the distinction clear of how you would remove somebody. Anyone who plays shooting guard or small forward, I think Jimmy Butler could replace. Okay. Kemba Walker is a point guard. Yeah. Um, James Harden can't replace him. He's in the West. Um, so never mind that. Kawhi Leonard can't replace him. Right. Bradley Beal. You could replace him. Although Bradley Beal's averaging 25 points per game, 5.1 assists, and 5.1 rebounds. Bradley Beal's so been great. I mean, probably the Wizards stay. suck, but he's been great. Yeah. Ben Simmons. You can't can, replace him. You can't really replace him. I'd rather have Ben Simmons than Jimmy Butler. And that's it, actually, as far as guys who play that position. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's been snubbed. I'm sure he feels he has. All right. And finally, yeah. Tobias Harris, potentially snubbed. So that would be from the West, in theory, right? Because he was just on the West until recently. I don't know. When does it count? I think it counts. No, because they already they announced the teams. Well, if he's in the if he counts as the West, he's not a snub. Yeah, I, I, I think he's just he's just short of that stuff. You know. Yeah, I think all these guys are except for Gobert and maybe Luca. Those are the two guys to me that are clearly 
I think actually should have made the team this year. The other guys are like, ah, you just missed. Luca's got a bit too many turnovers. Maybe is that the problem? I mean, I don't know. He his usage rate is through the roof, right? I mean, he's got no one else on that team, and they're. I mean, I know they're like six games under five hundred, I guess, but they're in the West, and it's just him. He's nineteen. He is nineteen. Also, I mean, this is not really a good point for the what we're talking about, but he is like a Euro star. And like everyone knows him in Europe and everyone roots for him. Like the NBA, I'm sure really wanted him in the All-Star oh, yeah. game. Next year. It's okay though. Next year he's gonna be he's gonna be in the All-Star game for like 15 years in a row. So All it's right. gonna be fine. So let's go with some players who will not be on the team next year that yeah. did make it this year. And we're not counting Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki because those were commissioner picks, and obviously they don't deserve to be in the All-Star game. We're also not gonna count Victor Oladipo because we're gonna assume he's gonna miss some time yeah. beginning of next season. Um by the way, I mean if I thought or he was John gonna Wall. play. Or John Wall, right. Yeah. Um I but Victor Oladipo like made the team this year. That's why. Yeah. But okay. So guys who um guys who are not going to be on the team next year. Yeah. All right. I have some obvious guys. I All think. right. Give me one and I'll give you one. Well, first one, you already mentioned him, Marcus Aldridge. Yep. He's one of mine. I yeah. mean, he's just not he's borderline all-star and in a down year I could see him making the team, but I think for sure Gobert should have made it over him. I mean, Porzingis is probably going to make it over him next right. year. There's yeah. a lot of guys who can make it over him. I mean, DeAndre Ayton may get better. I mean, there's a Marvin Bagley may get better. Guys right. can get better. Like he's not getting any better. He's getting worse. This is it for him. All right, another guy who, in the same vein, this yeah. is it for him, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, of course. That was my that was my number two guy. Also, like he really, I mean, they gave they put him on the team because in their mind, you have to put a second guy from Toronto because Toronto's been so good, right? Also, the East is pretty weak as far as as guards are concerned. But you could put Jimmy Butler there. I know he's a point guard, but you could put Jimmy Butler and say, well, he's a guard. I mean, now that goes against everything I said earlier. Yeah. But I'm saying like, like yeah, it's an all star game. Right, who but cares? If you're stuck with point guards. Yeah. What are you doing? You got Kemba. Kemba's starting in the East. Yeah. So you have to play him. Yeah. So what are you saying? I'm saying like you can find somebody besides Kyle Lowry in the East or can you? Surely you can. Aren't there just like there's a million good point guards, right? That's how I think of it. Let's see. In the West there are. I mean, well, D'Angelo Russell, who did make the team. Yeah. um, You could have put Eric Bledsoe on there. He's having a pretty good year. I mean, yeah, you could. He is having a pretty good year. I mean... That's kind of it as I actually look. There's nobody else who's reasonable in the East. Chris Dunn. Yeah, right. Like, um, what's the dude's name in Miami? Got traded oh, for uh, everyone? Dragic? Dragic? Yeah, Dragic. Like, he's not good enough anymore. No. So there's nobody else with John Wall hurt, too. So I guess he's going to make the team a lot. But next year, he's not, right? Right. Next year, it's like, enough. I Terry Rozier is going to make the team next year, not freaking Lowry. Terry Rozier. <laughs> just, you know, Can you not talk about the Celtics? That's why I did it. All right. I haven't even talked about the Blazers this whole podcast. Yeah, because they're irrelevant. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this. I have more guys who are not going to make the team next year who are on the team this I year. I do also. All right. I'll get to go next, though. Okay. Chris Middleton. That was my third guy. Boy, we're on the same page with this stuff. Yeah. I guess it's pretty obvious, right? right? Like It's the same thing. He's good. He's having a good season. But he's having a good season on the best team in the East. So, of course, they need a second guy. He's the second best player. He's always going to get it. That, you know, flavor of the week thing is going to wear off. Also, he's probably going to be on the Knicks next year, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> so, there's no way he's going to make it. You got uh, anyone else? Because I have one more guy. All right. I do not. Okay. Uh, Vujicic. Vujicic. Vujicic, excuse me, yeah. uh, on, on the Magic. He's had a great year. You deserves to go. You don't think it's replicable? I don't think so. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably not going to end up on the magic when all is said and done. And I think, you know, if he's on a better team at all, like his numbers are going to suffer because he's like best player on a bad team kind of a thing right now. Yeah. Uh, 
Also, this is like his one big year. But he's like, been the best player on a bad team for a long time. True. But now he's peaking. And yeah. I just think like he's having his one career year. And also like he also like he ha- he's having a good year. He's not like a big star, right? No. Like lots of guys could pass him next year. He- he's very passable. So I think he's just not going to make it. I think those four guys That's for reasonable. me. LaMarcus, Middleton, Lowry, and Vujicic. All right. How about some players who will make it who didn't this year? I think the first one is obvious. Yeah, go ahead. Luca. Clearly he's in. Like unless he's hurt, he's in. Count it. Gobert. Gobert is very likely to make it too. Um, there are guys who could pass him. You know, DeAndre yeah. Ayton might pass him he by might. next year. There's other guys, you know, like DeMarcus Cousins. Where's he going to play next year? Yeah. You know, where's Anthony Davis going to be? There's, pl- there's ways this could go that, that's bad for him. But sure, I think Gobert's very reasonable. And a lot of people are probably going to feel like he deserves it. Yeah. So, so it's not crazy anyway, by any means. You got anybody else? I do. Do All you right. have anyone else? Yep. Cool. I got two more. Oh, look at you, fancy boy. Yep. With two more. All right. Um, my next guy is Devin Booker on Phoenix. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you weren't ready for that, were I you? I wasn't even thinking about him. Well, he's an easy guy to not think of because Phoenix has been terrible for so long. Listen to his numbers, though. This year, he's averaging 25 points a game. Uh, he's getting four rebounds, almost seven assists a game. Wow, that's pretty good. One steal. His shooting has not been great this year. He's actually having a down year for him from three. He's only shooting 33%, which is weird. Last year, he shot 38%. 33% is pretty weak for him. Yeah. He's shooting, though. His two-point percentage, though, is way better. Overall, he's shooting 46%, and he's taking a million threes. He is the scorer on that team, and maybe Aiton will help him a little bit as he gets more attention as things go on. But I think Devin Booker is going to take another step up. He's also very, very young still. He's 22 right now. Feels like he's been in the league forever, um, but he's 22. This is four years for him in the league. Um, he's already at 25 points and almost seven assists as a two. I just, I think he's got a great chance to, to ascend and yeah. make the team next year. That's, Who do you got? That's reasonable. Chris Depps, Porzingis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he comes back fully healthy. Now, the Mavs said actually Chris Depps isn't going to play this year. My understanding is that he is healthy enough to play, and the Mavs are more just like, Being why conscious. are we gonna hurt our why are we gonna hurt our lottery odds? Like, yeah. what's the point? Let's like get a worse pick. It doesn't matter. And be very cautious because he's seven foot three and he's coming off a leg injury, and that's yeah. tough, you know. And you know, who cares? Like it's the last 30 games. We're not going anywhere anyway. Who cares? Um, but my understanding is that he's totally ready and could play. And so that means, yeah, he's he may be able to start at, you know, 60 miles an hour as of game one next year, instead of, you know, like Gordon Haywarding it at if it, they, if they get a brutal. really interesting free agent pickup, that team is going to be scary, and the West just gets even harder. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. They don't need a star. You they know, just they just need, need a pretty Harris. good player. Just Tobias Harris, right? Right. Tobias Harris. There's so many guys. We've already named all these free agents. Yeah. There's another. Le- By the way, not that you'd really do this, but if you can't get anyone else, do you throw the book at Bookie Cousins? You just throw everything at him. Like, all right, Porzingis, I guess he will play a four. Is that it's not good? as good, but who cares? I mean, you might as, I don't know if you do if it's not a good fit and you're not you're still not sure that Boogie's healed. You know? I mean, Boogie looks pretty good. He does. He looks pretty good. By then you'll know also. Yeah. I mean, you'll have seen the whole playoffs. Um, I don't know if it's a great idea because I think Boogie takes a lot off the table as well as brings stuff on the table. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I were them. I think I would if I couldn't get any of these wings. I probably would. Like, let's see if it all works. Go go figure it out, Rick Carlisle. You know, Luca, make it happen, buddy. Um, and I'd be worried about it all, but I think you have to I'd take a shot because may, if, when it works, it works so well, you know, you suddenly start winning titles. Yeah. So maybe it's worth taking that, rolling that dice. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I got one more. Oh, good. Zion Williamson. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. No, he's doing it. He's going to make no. it. No. 
He's going to be the best rookie since LeBron. He's going to be better than Luke, Luca. No. Yes. No, he's not. No. He's not, he's not going to be better than Luca. Come on. That's he, crazy. He might be. Of course he might be, but he's not going to be. Have you seen that guy? <laughs> it's crazy. Duke, you know, last night they were down 23, and they were down like 19 with like five minutes to go and won the game. Wow. And Zion was a huge part of it. Not surprisingly. Well, no shit. Yeah. So, so were the other guys, though. Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett, who are also going to go probably in the top six. Uh, Barrett, probably number two, looks like. Um, but they were all like just killing it at the end and won the game. Zion so. is going to come in on the Chicago Bulls next year. He's going to, they're going to win 40 games with just him. Basically he's going to average like 26 points, nine boards and six assists. And he's going to be on the all-star. Did game. LeBron make the all-star game? His first, uh, his first, I have season? no idea. I don't believe he did. I don't think rookies really ever do that. Yeah. I mean, Luca didn't make it this year, but right. I like, I believed in Luca a lot last year. Mm-hmm. I believe in Zion more. I mean, Luca's doing 21, seven rebounds, five and a half assists. I know. He's really good. Zion's going to get drafted into the East. It's going to yeah. be easier to make the all-star team. He's going to have similar or better numbers. I mean, I'll take Zion doesn't make the all-star team right now. If you want it, if, I can do East only. If he's not in the East, no bet. I'll even do that. No injury? No injury. You got a Hell. deal. Okay. Fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. I like that. I'm going to write that one down. How you're much gonna, are we doing? You're going to feel like an idiot. Uh, I'll be like... You're right again. 20 bucks. Okay. Count it. After I was so right on Luca, you sure you want to do this, man? He didn't make the all-star team. Not that you said he was going to. I didn't to. say that. No. Yeah, but you're just that. I mean, fine. I don't care if you were right on Luca. We're talking about a different thing now. We're talking about a different guy. And all you know is like what you see like in highlights and like, you know, yeah, what you read about. Yeah, but I have the gift. <laughs> what was the name of that Chicago Bulls player, that white kid with like oh, yeah. that funny name? Paul Zipser. <laughs> Paul Zipser. You're pretty sure he was going to be a star. Remember I never that? said he was going to be a star. You really liked him though. You I thought said, he was going to be really good. I said, I think he's got a future. He's going to be like a good third player on a good team. And I was wrong. Okay. A good third player on a good team is not a star, but pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I was wrong about that one, but yeah. that was years ago. No, it was like two years fine, ago. It was fine, like two years ago. I have fine tuned my gift in that time. I'm just excited for that. By the way, you still owe me a sandwich for the Super Bowl props. Woohoo! And I could go for a sandwich. Yeah, me too. After we do our best bets, let's go have a sandwich. Okay. Right. That sounds great. So Thursday night, got some games going on. Yeah. I got the uh, OKC Thunder traveling to play the New Orleans Pelicans. The Thunder are three and a half point favorites. I want to bet on the Thunder. Seems like an obvious bet. Yeah. Uh, what's your reason? Uh, I don't think the Pelicans, even with Anthony Davis, are really going to be playing very hard or caring or winning much at all. OKC is playing their balls off. Yeah. They just came back from an insane deficit against the Rockets to beat them. Paul George is playing like an MVP candidate, maybe mm-hmm. like an MVP. And OKC also just convincingly beat the Blazers. So like they're, they're playing really well right now. Pelicans are nothing. Yeah. Even though they have Anthony Davis. Yep. I agree with you on all fronts. It, I want to make this bet. So let's yeah. make this bet. But I will say it almost feels like a sucker line. It like does. what the hell's going on? Why is it? It's three and a half. Yeah. In OKC. No, no, it's no, it's in New Orleans. Okay. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Even so they're only playing Anthony Davis 25 minutes a game, which is the like NBA legal requirement basically without right. them for them not to get fined hundred K a game. I love the bet. I'm totally in. Okay. Okay. I got one more. All right. Atlanta minus seven against the New York Knicks. Atlanta's been playing a little bit better. Yeah. They're playing harder. Trey Young is actually having a reasonably good year. It's right, just easily like missed. Or Luka. Who, are you, who you got? Trey Young or Luka? I got Trey. Of course. I actually know. I, but I think it was a fair trade. <laughs> that's yeah. what Trey Young yeah, said. Yeah, that's what Trey Young said. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, obviously, I don't think that at all. But Atlanta's been playing hard and been playing good and winning some tough games and close games recently against good teams. And uh, the Knicks are total trash right now and don't all they want to do is lose. John Collins is good, too. John Collins is good. He went two for two from three yesterday also. He's, like, extending himself out. Um, I think they're going to blow out the Knicks, and I think the Knicks are going to be happy to be blown out. I think that's where we are currently. But they have Dennis Smith Jr. They do, but they don't have Enos Cantor anymore. Yeah, but he doesn't help. <laughs> well, that's what they think. But someone's going to pick him up. Someone's going to pick, pick him up on the buyout market. Could it be the Celtics? Is he a fit anywhere? Like, is there any team that doesn't need a center that plays defense? Like, he literally doesn't play defense? Okay, well, there probably are some matchups where the other center doesn't play much defense. And much so you offense, can bring, you mean? Much offense, thank you. Where you bring in Cantor and he bring, gives great rebounding, great scoring. Yeah, I and guess. the backup. We're just talking about playing against the backup center. Yeah. Right? Someone who has got a backup center who's not much of a threat. Yeah, he's just a defender. Yeah. Like, who's the Bucks' backup center? I don't even know, but... It used to be Thon Mooker. McCurr. McCurr. Yeah, I don't know who it is anymore. So there you go. Maybe that's a guy. I don't know. Guys like that. It may be worth picking up. Maybe worth picking him up for, for that kind of a situation where you can just give him the ball every time. And That guy is a very interesting study to me, Enos Cantor. He's a guy who can consistently put up like 19 points and 13 boards on any team, yeah. but you just can't play him because he is so bad at defense that it ruins your your lineup. It's weird that someone can be that bad yeah. on defense, You know, who's, who's athletic enough to be able to score and rebound to the degree that he can. Right. It doesn't really make any sense. Like give, that's like having a better offense, better offensive version of Rudy Gobert, but like a negative a million percent Rudy Gobert on defense. Wow. That yeah. was really confusing. Wait, you just like, said, oh, okay. I mean, you're saying as good as Rudy Gobert is on defense. If you give defense. Rudy Gobert Enos Cantor's offensive skill set, he's a better player than he currently is. If you made Rudy Gobert, if you gave Rudy Gobert Cantor's offense. Yeah. Yeah. He's an, he's a superstar. Yeah. 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 But, but you can play Gobert. Right, that's your point. Yeah, I God, I was really strong. Gobert, by the way, does some things he's, offensively. He's not though. bad on offense, right? As opposed to Cantor, who's a a massive negative. Yeah, such a negative that even the Knicks don't want him. Right, the Knicks who are trying to lose are like, eh, we can't play you, <laughs> which is kind of nuts. Yeah, because his numbers look so good. There's just some things that guy can't do. Can't travel to the EU. Can't play defense. All that stuff. You'd think you'd be able to help him play enough defense that he could be serviceable, and then the offense would be good enough that you'd, that you'd just be forced to play him, but it hasn't been the case. It's really weird. It's really, really weird. There's it a is. lot of guys who suck on defense, too, but he is, I guess, the stone worst, right. basically. Like, you can play Isaiah Thomas, even, who's five, right. five foot nothing. The and Celtics hid him for an entire playoff series. <laughs> I guess you can't hide a center. I mean, a lot of centers just shoot three-pointers now anyway. Like... Why yeah. can't you hide a center? Just have him because you need because you you don't. It's not one on one defense. Like the center is yeah. the focal point of the defense. Right. People. I guess people can just penetrate at yeah. will and have nothing to be afraid of. And he can't help. He's got no defensive IQ. He's never in the right position. Yeah. He does none of those things right to the point where it just kills you. So it doesn't matter if the guy's covering is bad because the point guards just penetrate. Yeah. And like you put him against a slashing point guard and that point guard has easy layups all game. Right. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Man, but his offensive numbers. Anyway, I agree with you. He's he's a conundrum. A damn conundrum. Not a conundrum is that this podcast is not a conundrum.